I apologize, ladies and gentlemen, for the upbeat music. I apologize for sounding like a 1980s skateboard show. I apologize because we lost a hero. We lost John McCain. We're in French horn territory here. Everywhere you go, the tributes are pouring in for John McCain. Hey, if uh, if you were expecting a love fest, if you were expecting a my memories of John... Listen here, uh, Gimlet. Hopefully, uh, the Liberty Gypsies here on the other end of the line. I, uh, John McCain, uh, dead, died. Uh, I don't know if you knew this. Yes, but, yes, uh, I did. We lost. We, we lost. Uh, we lost John McCain. Now, I'm not going to make fun of this. Uh, brain cancer, uh, zero fun. And yes, uh, you know the torture, yada yada yada. I'm still mad at the guy. I'm still, I'm not ready. Uh, everyone has their own grieving process. And this is just, I guess, the comedian in me. When I see everybody going one way, I want to go the other way. <clears throat> so that's a, that's a, today, that's a bad instinct. However, yeah, it might be a too soon instinct. It, it might be, but I just want to explain to uh, our dear, gentle listeners where I'm coming from. I, I watched, uh, MSNBC, I watched Fox News last night, I'm watching, it's just a giant outpouring of, of love, Schumer's like, we should name a building for this man, and okay. and yes, I'm sure McCain should have, a, but listen, you guys, uh, here's and here's what no one, he's a man of principle, a man who wasn't afraid of da-da-da-da. This and, is Democrats talking? Uh, yes, the Democrats. The same Democrats who called him Hitler in 2008? D oh my gosh, I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs> you know, I got, I went back. Like I'm not even kidding. Now. I went back. I went back and I found headlines like from the Huffington Post. I know. The Huffington Post like in 2008. He's mentally unfit. He's mentally unfit. Yep. In 2012, he's a racist. He's a woman-hating, he's a misogynistic, woman-hating racist. Yep. And now he's like, he was a, a gentle giant of man of principle who would reach across the aisle, and will we ever see the likes of him again? It's like, yes, of course we will. Will you, will you ever see, oh, see, this is where it's going to get dicey. Will you ever see another rhino? Yes, I think you will. I think you will. And, and I'm still mad. And, and it, it'll be a while before I, I think I can that really... Whole Vented. IRS yes. thing. Well, the IRS thing, and then you cannot run. When you run an entire campaign, we've got to repeal Obamacare. We've got to repeal Obamacare. This is the worst thing ever, you guys. Vote for me, send me back to Washington, and I will repeal Obamacare. So they vote for you, they send you back to Washington, you have the deciding vote, and then you say thumbs down. That, that, unfortunately, and I tell you what, I bet, I bet McCain wishes he would have had another vote because it's, it's sad in a, in a storied career like his and with all the, the wonderful accolades, unfortunately, uh, that's what I'm going to remember. And then here's the other thing. And this is just, it's, I'm not going to McCain bash, but like he was good friends with Ted Kennedy, like Ted Kennedy who killed a chick. Like, like, wait a minute, Ted Kennedy. Another guy who 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 had his political his presidential aspirations, uh, he had to set them aside. Like, set yeah, because a girl died. Yeah, because they they literally make movies about how this guy. So anyway, we well, lost. It's John. not like his brother was any better. Like from a personal standpoint, I mean, as a politician and his policies, and yes, I get all that, and it was beautiful, and they were young and Camelot, but I mean. The more we know about JFK, he was just a little bit depraved, too. Well, that's, yeah. It was, it was a different time. It was, it was a, a different, different time. We didn't know it at the time, but yeah. Um, okay, so here's here's what's uh, stuck in my craw, uh, real quick. You've got the, uh, oh, you, got, you, got, you got Trump still mad at Jeff Sessions, right? Uh, do something, do something. He literally, like, tweeted out the other day, could, could you please just, like, look into the other side? And that is where, that's where I live. That is, that is home base for me. But I mean, for, I just for, saw a new report on some of this stuff from the Daily Signal that lines it all out 
and gave additional information about the number of emails that the New York office actually had. I'm not sure things aren't being investigated. I swear I think to God, they're better just be. not be not being put out there until there's some answers, which is probably a better thing to do. When you have when you have uh, the Department of Justice or the FBI or whoever the hell it was, we're looking into. I guess I guess Huma Abedin uh, put a bunch of emails on her on her husband's uh, laptop. Who was who was uh-huh. up? To, he was up to, to some shady shenanigans. They say they went through like what one percent of them. One percent like- of them. It was what the article said was they supposedly had used some matching technology to identify the ones they had seen before, but now people are saying that matching technology didn't actually work because the pr- all the emails that ended up on his computer were forwarded. So the original to, from, and subject lines weren't in the header of the email, so they couldn't be matched. They ended okay, up now here's, looking the, like here's the big one. Here's, 6, the, here's the bombshell in all this. The the bombshell and all this the 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 dude who was in charge of the team of going uh, through these emails and see if yeah. there was anything bad that was freaking Peter Struck. Yes, it was Peter Struck and a couple of handpicked buddies, and they ordered a mm-hmm. pizza and they pulled an all nighter. And let's see what's in here. Not okay. just that. The very interesting part is the New York office, according to the article I read, which was, again, Daily Signal, fairly reputable. Cheryl Atkinson wrote for them for a while. Yeah. Um, they're, not a, they're not a crazy publication for the most part. They're pretty well-founded. And what they said is out of the New York office, people are retired and other people are now saying that they think they had the emails that Hillary Clinton deleted. Like, remember it's, all the ones about her daughter's wedding and yoga, supposedly? That's all it was. It was just wedding. You guys, if you want to look at wedding emails and yoga emails, I could send them to you. I but listen, there's nothing. It. There's no top secret info in there. Then send them. Yes. <laughs> there's an easy way to prove there's no top, top secret info in there. Send them. <laughs> and and this is why people continue to chant "lock her up, lock her up." And this is where and I I desperately desperately want to fight being the the clenched fist of angry republicanism, you know, conservative right winger. Rah 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 rah. But it it's just it's insanity to me now. It's, it's just pure insanity. It's and disgusting. when you see these people and then you and then you have of course as a conservative as and you wrap yourself up in the American flag and the bald eagle and this is the rule of law. Of course, when 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 Manafort does something shady uh back in, you know, 1920 or whenever the hell he did it. Yeah, that was shady. He broke the law. Yep. Yes, you're right. You have to say that. But then when you have like the Mitt Romneys of the world, today is a victory for the rule of law and the rule of law. And it's like it cannot be. We can't have two sets. We can't have two sets. You can't pretend to look into. And and that's another one that drives me crazy. The whole Russia collusion, Russia collusion, Russia. I, I still don't know what the crime is. I still don't know what they did. Like, what? Uh, whatever. It's It, it gets well, boring. But here's the thing about Manafort, right? One of the things he was charged under, and I can't remember the name of the statute. It starts with a P. I, I can't remember it. But they said nobody's ever prosecuted under this. This is like one of those just unenforced laws. So, you know what? It would appear by all publicly available information, Tony Podesta was doing the same damn thing. Where's his trial? Well, he gets he gets a uh, a free pass for what? because because he failed to file the he he failed the Podesta group uh, I think they fi- they failed to report themselves as foreign, foreign operatives agents, or right? foreign agents whatever uh, and very quietly and this this one flew uh, under the radar but there's an old article i'm looking for it i'm looking for it i'm looking for it i know he got immunity but i don't know for what like who Uh, did he who did he tell on i I don't know but tony tony podesta's uh he quietly uh closed down his little lobbying firm yep and that's because that's he was working with paul manafort and he didn't file the same paperwork 
he forgot to file the same paperwork. It was super late, but you know what that was? That that was a computer error. That he just he just had a little he just had a little boo boo installing the latest version of Windows. So he gets to, he gets he gets a free pass. And here's the other thing: like I guarantee, I mean, he's by one now, of the skeeviest people alive. Oh, he, actually, he and John his brother, is he, not Tony. He and, John he and his is brother really both. Yeah, uh, just, both give me the creeps. Yep. But here's the thing: those dudes are all lawyers, and this is this is the other thing that I think that is that is so frustrating uh, uh, about this whole thing. Uh, the, the Democrats are mostly lawyers; they're all freaking lawyers, <laughs> so they know. Okay, make sure you fill out this form, and make sure you say you didn't know about this, but you really did know. But we'll have Gina over here in accounting cover for you. Now fill out that, and make sure you do this in triplicate. They know the ins and outs of all this crap <clears throat> and then you throw you throw a Donald Trump in there who's like not a politician like okay let's hire this guy blah 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 and and other politicians can say well you might I don't know if you want to hire Manafort there's some shady stuff no 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 uh, people forget what Manafort was hired for the convention he was just that and that was it mm-hmm. that was that guy's bread and butter that's what he did for a boatload of Republican candidates. When the convention comes around and you think that your fellow Republicans who are part of the swamp, part of the establishment, are you going to throw you under the bus and change their vote at the last second? You get good old Paul Manafort in there. He makes sure they do. They vote the way they said they were going to vote. And then you cut the guy loose. Like that's that's uh, anyway, it's it's a uh, very well, frustrating. He wasn't I, tried for anything that had to do with the campaign in 2016. This doesn't reflect on Donald Trump at all, other than potentially, well, maybe you should have vetted this guy. I mean, I know why he was in the campaign. I know what he did back in, I think it was Ford, Ford Reagan. I mean, yeah. he basically got Ford the nomination, um, if I remember correctly. It's 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 a numbers game. Yeah, the, it's, the crime, it's a total the, numbers the crime game. D- the crime doesn't matter. The crime doesn't matter. You've got, uh, and this is the the brilliance of the left. They have uh, the, the news shows on the left. Can they come at it? You know, meet the press, MSNBC, CNN, uh, ABC, NBC, CBS. The president is guilty. The president is guilty, and then it's like calling somebody a racist. Then the burden oh, of, of proof is all it's it's all they're assuming guilt before they're assuming innocence. And the way they're doing is like, well, hey, well, 38, 38 people have pled. Thirty eight people have been charged, and that's what they're doing. Well, Manafort, Manafort uh, was found guilty, and Manafort was the campaign manager, and they just found omit. Guilty it's, of it's nothing all, it's, to do with the campaign. Exactly. It's all lies of admissions, uh, omission, because they're trying to bake in this thing with the public where you equate Donald Trump with being a, a racist criminal. And that's and that's just it. So it doesn't matter what Manafort was found guilty of. It doesn't matter uh, what Michael Cohn said or didn't say. You know, there was, and, then, and then here's the other one. And this is the, the ultimate hypocrisy. This is the, one of the big stories. And of course... And this is like to pat you on the back, and this is to pat uh, myself on the back. I'm not even kidding. There is stuff that we have discussed on this podcast. Weeks, we are so ahead of the curve, Gimlet. We are so ahead of the curve. So I want somebody to pick up on this. So what? Well, somebody should write an article. So, so now they've gone after the guy, uh, the publisher of the National Enquirer, right? And they've offered him immunity, but I guess. You're but he kidding. They, they, no, they've. <laughs> <laughs> they've, they've gone after him. They've got him in their little Elliot Ness uh, dragnet, where they're they're holding the they're holding these huge sentences. Like, hey, hey, uh, Manafort, you're looking at 300 years. Like, literally, that was legit. I With mean, these the charges, judge you're... smacked the prosecutors around for that nonsense repeatedly. Well, hold up. Like, stop. <laughs> they've well, yeah, yeah. The judge, thank God, dug in his heels a little bit. So they've gone out after the the guy who publishes the National Enquirer and other publications. Oh they've God. seized some kind of safe that he has, and they're the going to start digging into that. Investigation did this. Okay, where are the journalists? Where everybody was crying, everybody was freaking out about freedom of the pre- freedom of the press and freedom of speech and the First Amendment when when Brennan was getting his security clearance taken away. You are literally who knows what's in that safe. That guy could have the, the name of informants. He could have the name of sources. He could he could be like 
if you walked into uh, whoever owns the Washington Post or the or the New York Times, and you're like, "Dude, you're in deep trouble. We're seizing everything. We're seizing your personal safe, and we're gonna rip it open. And you better hope we give you immunity." They would be flipping out. They well, yeah, would be freedom flipping of, out. Freedom of the press only applies to Jim Acosta and Brian Stelter. We know this, Michael. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. It's, oh, it's like it's, they hate Cheryl Atkinson now, too, because she's like, guys, nothing is happening like happened to me or James Rosen or the AP. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And and just, just for our, our, our listeners here, uh, and this is not what about ism, but this is like just pay attention, pay attention to who cares about what issue and when. That's mm-hmm. and listen, as as a guy on the right, I'm I'm for the rule of law, but I want it to be for everybody. Exactly, it's, it has to be blind. Justice has to be blind. It hasn't has to be equal. Uh, and when everybody's like, oh, oh, but Michael Cohn, Michael Cohn, uh, and he made campaign uh, da da da, and Donald Trump da da da. In 2008, uh, Obama campaign was fined. Uh, three hundred and seventy-five thousand uh, dollars for FEC campaign violations. So let's not let's not act like anything uh, is is new. Can I just say uh, one other thing? Yes, you can. Buying the rights to someone's story to keep it from going public is very common. Oh yeah. Like for example, if you're a party to a civil lawsuit and you receive and you decide to settle it with the with the plaintiff. You have to swear you're never going to tell anybody about it. They're yeah. basically buying your silence for what they did wrong. Yeah. So this well, is not this is okay. Anybody who is surprised by the fact that Donald Trump had extramarital affairs needs to open their eyes, wake up and stop living under a rock. Okay? He has five what no. Five children with three different women that he's been married to. He likes to doink. The guy likes to he doink. He likes to doink younger, good-looking women. Guilty. I mean, he's he's. I actually watched a documentary on Henry VIII. I'm like, that's Donald Trump, except he doesn't behead people. I mean, seriously. <laughs> well, like, if he again, ended up with wife number four, I would not be shocked. Uh, nothing would shock me. So, and you <laughs> knew, would, you one, knew again, all of this before you voted in the primaries. You knew all of this before you voted in the general. And I really think I heard the best assessment today. You had a choice <laughs> in 2016 between your overbearing, overprotective mother and <laughs> your authoritarian father. It's really like a, a psychologist's you know, dream election to be able to analyze. Well, the, the it, it is. I mean, you can go back and 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 look at the, you know the choices. To me, it was just uh, there was there was no way I could vote for Hillary Clinton. None. No, nope. no way. And I tell you what, this this whole Trump presidency has gone better than I ever could have hoped. Beyond my flipping wildest dreams on executive policy and 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 in bringing all this stuff to light how like and literally i I went on that tirade last week about it if the department of justice and if the keebler elf man in the big tree of justice can't investigate what the other side was doing we got a real problem in, in the country. We have a fundamental problem. And I love how the narrative now is like, uh, Donald Trump is, is, he's got people doubting the FBI and the Department of Justice. Hell yes! Yeah, did you Hell read yes. Strzok's texts? Jesus. Yes. And I, I, I this goes, I, I firmly believe it, it, if they look into it, it's going to go way high. It can go all the way up to uh, the president. Uh, I don't want to, uh, my boy James Clapper, was on Anderson Cooper, and and he basically admitted in an interview with Anderson Cooper that all of this goes back to Obama, and it was the Obama administration that set off this whole chain of events. Of we have, we've got we've got the audio. If it weren't for President Obama, we might not have done the intelligence community assessment that we did that set off a whole sequence of events which are still unfolding today, notably Special Counsel Mueller's investigation. President Obama. Uh, is responsible for that, and it was he who tasked us 
to do that intelligence community assessment uh, in the first place. I think. I so that should terrify everyone. I left a little space for for Rick to go in, uh, but we it's uh, it's we are living in, in in two different Americas. If we can't, if if the Department of Justice can't, you don't even have to be a genius to to connect the dots. Uh, they've got they've got to look into this. We got to be able to have some faith in the Department of Justice and and the FBI and all this other stuff. Oh Just my goodness. reading, and I got. I'll be honest. I usually read everything start to finish, but I only got through the IG report about somewhere between a third and a half before I was so ticked off I just couldn't finish it. Yeah. <laughs> um, just reading that. I mean, you cannot have that amount of overt bias, okay, and not have it affect your behavior. You can't. It's, it's, it, yeah, I, I don't know how we're supposed, we're supposed to believe that. We're well, supposed to believe. Emails and messages saying she's going to win, she's going to win. All these guys were looking to protect their job, stay in good graces, da-da-da-da-da. Yes, and, if, and if, if people listen to last week's show, the whole money, and that's the other thing that we were talking about last week, about Jim's, uh, James uh, Comey. He left the FBI and got a job at like Lockheed Martin, and then he had a huge salary there. And then, oh, and then his, his buddy that he used to work for, they got a, they got a bunch of no-bid contracts that went to Lockheed Martin. And, oh, James Comey got a $6 million bonus and blah, 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 blah. That's what – that's the apple cart that's been upset. Mm-hmm. And that's why – you have the government. I, I firmly believe it. I really do. I really do. The, the the more I see and the more I read and the more I learn, it's like we got a, a real problem. You got an old boys network looking out for their own, and uh, Trump is messing it up. And so they're gonna they're gonna try to get him out. They're gonna try to get him out. I agree. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> I wish it was more uplifting. But you know what I do. You know what I do have that's that's uplifting. What? I have an interview, and I should have said this at the top of the show. Uh, we've got an interview with a, a very uh, one of my one of my favorite people uh, on on the Twitters. Her her name is uh, Tar Heel Crystal, Crystal Schoenfeld or Schoenfield or I don't know how you pronounce it. I, I butcher her name. Uh, she, so that's our interview this week. She's written some very very funny pieces for the Loftus Party. We got some great people. Uh, contributing to Loftus Party. Listeners, you guys can do it too. Uh, this is not some... Listen, if you got something that you that has you uh, fired up or you're jazzed about or you're excited about, you found the best little uh, strip club in Texas, let us know. Anyway, uh, we sat down. We had a nice little conversation. She she was in the Air Force. She's, uh, she's, a, she's a fun person. She's a good person. Here's my interview with Tar Heel Crystal. Crystal Schoenfeld. As promised, we are joined by uh, one of my favorite people on social media, one of my favorite Twitter people. Uh, her her name on Twitter, the Twitter handle, I guess, Tar Heel Crystal. Her real name, you guys, uh, Crystal Schoenfeld or Schoenfeld. I like Schoenfeld, which, which harkens back to the old English field of scones, which I think we'd all like to be in. At some point or another. Crystal, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. You did a really good job with my name. Well, you know what? You know what it is? And here's a little a little background on me. Uh, as a stand-up comedian, uh, I work across the country, independent clubs. I work a lot for the improvisation clubs. And the improvs have had a, a good friend of mine. Her name is Erin Von Schoenfeld. And Erin does uh, the bookings for the improvs. So whenever they're like, uh, you know, hey, Michael, do you want to come out and do, you know, the Irvine Improv or do you want to go to the Tempe Improv? I'm always dealing with Aaron Schoenfeld. So I'm, I'm fond of the Schoenfeld people or the Schoenfields. I don't, that's, that, that's, that's your Jewish name. <laughs> <laughs> I just I married into it. I woke up in a it. Hey, I just hey. into it. Like my last name used to be very simple, five letters and done. But yeah, now I'm in this mess. Oh, you! Oh, so you married into a, uh, a scone field? Yes. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's well, and everybody has problems spell, spelling my first first name too because it's spelled like a stripper uh, instead of the regular C R Y S T A L spelling. You know what? I I don't think it's the spelling. I think it's the name. I think because 
like crystal, your odds are. Yeah, I'm I'm flying around on a pole somewhere. Yeah. At some point, have you have you like not professionally, but have you ever goofed off on a stripper pole? Actually, I have taken classes before pole dancing, and those strippers, I will say, that is hard work. Like if you're actually dancing on there, you're lifting yourself up. It takes a tremendous amount of upper body uh, strength. When they first started doing uh, the the stripper class here in L.A., someone was doing it. my wife was going to take it, and I'm like, "This is a this is a great idea because I've I've done my fair share of time at strip clubs. I've performed in strip clubs as you know, you know, back in the day, the whole Jay Leno thing, where I'll just I'll tell jokes wherever they'll let me. But man, oh man, if you're if you're putting in a full shift as as a legit stripper, you are fit. Yeah, <laughs> they got some they got some serious strength. And when you said you performed in a strip club for a minute there, flashed through my mind. You got excited. Super high heels, butt flap. Oh, yeah. Well, it could yeah, be a good look for you. It was always, well, here's the, here's the famous story. This is, this is going to date me. Uh, when I first started coming up in the world of stand-up comedy, uh, there was a lot of like com- magazines, online magazines for, uh, for comedians uh, and Jay Leno would famously tell these stories. Like Jay Leno, everybody forgets that guy. Uh, phenomenal stand-up, and he was so hungry for stage time that he would he would perform at strip clubs. He would he would if he couldn't get on stage at a comedy club, he would go to a strip club and he'd say, "Here's a hundred bucks. I'm gonna go up on stage between uh, girls, you know, when when they're you know taking a break or whatever. I'll tell jokes. If I'm not funny, keep the hundred. If I am funny." You can give me my hundred back and and whatever else. So it became like a badge of honor with me and and my crew uh, and strip clubs started like having uh, exotic dancer slash comedy nights and t- talk about an angry audience when when dudes have sit <laughs> when when guys are sitting around watching beautiful woman beautiful woman beautiful woman and then all of a sudden a dude comes up and's like hey I tell you. <laughs> relationships are hard my girlfriend just broke up with me it's uh so then it's like then it's like you want to do well you know and then and that's the danger that that's a a trap that a lot of the comics fall into you don't have to do well everywhere and i was like hell bent on i'm gonna be good at strip clubs i'm gonna i'm gonna do really well whatever we're way off track enough about (laughs) me enough about me and my my stripper past uh i want to talk about you I want to, and, and my stripper pass? Well, I don't really have that would be, past, but uh, that would be that would be awesome. But you are you <laughs> you have the stri- you have the stripper name, uh, and that's like listen that that's a that's a battle. Like if you name your daughter uh, like Diamond, any any precious metal, any gem name. There, a there's a very. I'm sorry. Seasonings, cinnamon. Nutmeg. Yes. Yeah, seasonings, seasonings are gem names. There's a high probability uh, that they're going to go into some kind of exotic dance work. Okay, so you, uh, once upon a time, many moons ago, you would actually uh, write some articles for the Loftus Party. We've got some, we've got some great contributors. And here's the thing that I love about the website: that uh, people can jump in and jump out whenever they need to, whenever time allows. It's great. I want. I want a boatload, uh, and I'm inviting you, the listener, uh, jump on. It's it's not too hard. You create an account, bing, bang, boom. You can write stuff about whatever interests you. You wrote a thing uh, that really, really just cracked me up, and, and, I, and I thought it was fantastic for a lot of different reasons. Uh, Cosmo had written an article about, like, don't have sex in the shower. And you, uh, I think uh, the, the, the Liberty Gimlet... Uh, Stacy reached out to you and said you should you should fire off a response, and you did like instantaneously. I'm very passionate about well, sex in general, but shower sex. I mean, the easy cleanup. The, it, and really, this woman made it sound like she had no idea, no sort of imagination or know how when it comes to shower sex. So she just wanted to write it off because she is an unadventure, unadventurous twat. Waffle, it's apparently. almost it's almost like she had an agenda and, she, you know, she was just listen it and, it. and it read to me, too, when you read her article. It's like, wow, this this she just doesn't like sex. Yeah. 
No, it, like, or she, or she likes bland sex. I don't know. I I don't I don't get her beef here. Like if you're not disabled, shower sex is not difficult. And like I said, easy cleanup. You know, you're conserving water. It's good for the environment. <laughs> so yes. come on, have some shower sex, people. Well, that's see, that's what I I found. Uh... And and I don't know where else. And this is one of the things. This is like my little uh, pat on the back to to what I'm trying to do uh, with theloftestparty.com. And and it's like it, it's almost like the left owns uh, caring. Uh, they own empathy. They own hurt feelings. They own uh, popular music. You know, like right now, uh, Steven Tyler's famously in a fight with Donald Trump. Stop using my music. Like the the right can't use uh, cool tunes. And, and, and evidently, the other scenario is the right doesn't like to doink. And so whenever whenever I find somebody like myself, I, I feel like I'm, I'm pretty enlightened. I'm a pretty cool dude. I'm not judgy judgy. Like I want to shout it from the mountaintop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, and I... I do agree that the left kind of has like they've claimed all of this for themselves and i do think maybe the right's a little afraid to try to claim some of it as well like kind of step out of their bubble because they're not used to being um you know accepted by hollywood and it it, it sucks because it's the same way and even if you do the right thing and you make friends with the media they'll turn on you like that on the right and it it sucks there's a huge double standard so 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 what do we do moving forward i mean i i really this is uh and i'm, I'm gonna get serious for a moment but like i legit want to promote and this is what i've always tried to do this is this is actually good this is like the, the branding message for the loftus party uh it, it's like art video games sex booze having fun like i i don't know if if the right can ever reclaim that it seems like this whole uh it's almost like a puritanical uh boot is on our neck like you i i don't it's it's really weird and maybe this is just me being a weirdo like i there's a there's another girl on t twitter who who cracked me up uh recently she just randomly last week was like here's a butt for your timeline and i just thought that was fantastic and i and i like the booties I'm a big fan of the boot. So now, like every Friday, I'm like, "Well, here's a butt for your timeline." You know, I gave her, I gave her a shout out. <laughs> she totally inspired me. But like, I want to do this every Friday. But like, I'm legitimately like, mm, "Am I gonna, am I gonna upset people? Mm, is that bad?" And I'm like, "Holy crap!" Like, am I being mental? Am I being mental? And I, I actually have the same argument with myself a lot of the time. I'll be like, "Should I tweet this?" And then you know, sometimes I just say fuck it and then i tweet it like i literally told a vox editor yesterday to suck my dick you know and it, it sucks great. and people laughed at it um i think overall just being real and authentic i think that people do realize that you know you don't have to be and, and sure you're going to get the social social conservatives like oh you know you're not being pure and they'll try to purify you or lecture you on what's what's civil discourse and what you can and can't say, especially if you're a woman who says things like suck my dick. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's, and also you, you, you run the risk of being uh, flagged. We had a uh, uh, bunny on uh, recently and she uses the phrase, you know, uh, suck a bag of dicks. <laughs> and I think, yeah. And I think she's uh, been in trouble for that before. Now of, of your tweets, and 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 of your writing, how much do, is it? Are you mostly like a political junkie? Are you are you are you deep into the politics, or what would you say? What's what's the mix of your of your social media? I'm mostly. I started Twitter for politics, um, reading, gathering news, and everything, and and now I mostly just share it. And I made so many good friends on Twitter that. I come on here on there for them too. So I don't necessarily need the Twitter for politics. Sometimes I just like to connect with people. Um, and it's funny as hell. So sometimes you can find, the, find some funny people. As you said, you know, you can really connect with people and 
especially with people that make you laugh. So here's a question. Who, who cracks you up on Twitter? Who's, what's, what's a great account? What's a funny account? What's a good account people aren't following? Oh, people aren't following? Oh, gosh. You know, I'm going to need time on that because I, I follow like 2,000 people. <laughs> wow. Um, but I do have a favorites list. I just there you have it. Yes. All, all my listen. All, all the people who truly cracked me up are are really mostly all gone. Like Milo, I would howl. And then who's that? Who's that kid? The 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 pharmaceutical guy that just oh, <laughs> went Matt to jail. Dawson. Oh wait, no. Matt Dawson though is funny too, and he's he's a uh, he works at a pharmacy. Oh no! This is like the pharmaceutical giant, the guy who increased the the, the, the price of the oh, medicine. Oh, um, he had a, he had a bounty. S. He had a bounty out on uh, like a lock of Hillary Clinton's hair, and <laughs> it, it was just the funniest. He was so he was just so dark and so snide and so awful. Martin Sh- Martin Shrekalier, yeah, yes, the the Gimlet is sending messages. Uh, that that dude like from another really? planet. I guess a horrible human being, but his Twitter was was insanely funny. Uh, and then there was another one, Godfrey, uh, Elf or Godfrey Elfwick. That oh, dude yeah. was funny as hell. I think yeah, the funniest ones are usually ones that have no idea they're being funny. They're just either really screwed up or just pathetic. Uh. Comey is one. I freaking love his Twitter feed just because of how pathetic it is. It's embarrassing. Oh, the, the, the wrapping himself up in the flag and the noble, the noble. Yeah, that's all. oh, good lord. Later on, uh, uh, well, I don't know if I'll do it after this or before this, but at some point I'm going to read. I actually got a great idea from uh, Governor Mike Huckabee the other day. He compared John Brennan to Walter Brennan. And Walter Brennan was the old-time cowboy in all the black-and-white movies. And I'm going to be reading some super patriotic tweets of John Brennan in the voice of Walter Brennan. Oh, and you have no idea who Walter Brennan is. So that's good. It reminds me that I'm old. I'm sorry. That's okay. Are you going to tell me to get off your lawn? <laughs> I will. I can't wait to be that guy. I can't wait to be that guy. I can't wait to be like Clint Eastwood. Uh... uh Clint Eastwood and like, what was that? El Camino or whatever. The oh, Gran Torino. Gran Torino. That's that's who I want to be. Just the guy who sits out on the front porch, just eyeballing kids, just waiting for him. Do it, do it, <laughs> do it, you little punk. I can okay. totally picture you like that. <laughs> I could I, listen. It's going to be hardcore. So you met your husband uh, in the Air Force, and this is this is what I one of the things that I I, I totally respect about people. Uh, you, you served your country. You're you're an Air Force gal. You're a mom. You're a writer. You're uh, I, I think, and and you're a, a business professional. You've got it all going on. So for the for first of all, how's the Air Force? Um, I will never regret doing it. I got it, my degree out of it. Uh, zero college debt out of it. Um, some great experience because the Air Force actually has really great technology. Um, and I did computers while I was there working at US Stratcom. I also was able to deploy to Iraq. Um, and that was an experience. That job was much more fun. See, when I say I, I worked at Stratcom, everybody's like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. But it wasn't as exciting as it sounds. So I didn't get to push the red button. I, it's, it's, I got it. It's pretty hot. Like, like as a, as an outsider looking in like hot air force chick, and then you throw computers in there. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. I, fantastic. <laughs> Are you, a, do you, do you play video I games? Am, you probably have no time. I don't have time for video, unfortunately. And Bummer. I'm very picky about them. I'm more of like sports video games if I'm going to play them. Um, yeah. So that's me. So, so how long were you, were you in Iraq? Uh, it's about five months, um, in 2007. So it's been great. Wow. Yeah. It's been 11 years already. That's crazy. That is crazy. 
So, yeah. so what made you what made you pick the Air Force? Was it the the computers and the whole well, high tech thing? Yes, yes. So a, a lot of it was the training, and then my stepfather actually he he's a he was a Marine, so he was very like, don't do don't do the Marines. <laughs> he he was very like, I think you know you should do something more techy and. The Air Forces, it made more sense for me to go in. So he kind of convinced me, and then I left for basic right after high school. And how was that? Do you feel, do you feel, uh, now this is going to be, this could be, I might be on thin ice here. The girls and the guys, is it the same, the same test in basic? No, no, it's not. And that kind of actually pisses me off. Like, yeah, academically and drill wise, yes, we do the same things as uh, the men do. But our fitness standards are lower. Really? Yes. So, and that always bugged the hell out of me because I figured, yeah, sure, I passed the fitness standards on the girl's side, but how come this guy who's going to be working right next to me doing the same job has to do more on his fitness test? So I really pushed myself in boot camp because I wanted to be able to um, meet the male standards. And I did. Um, that's great. I ended up getting honor graduate for it though, which kind of, that kind of bugged me too. <laughs> I, 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 I seriously, I think that, I think that's completely badass, And I, cause I think that's, that's how it should be. Like if, if, uh, you know, we want to be equal, like, okay, we're all equal. Then like if a dude has to do whatever 50 pull-ups, then, then the ladies can do uh, 50 pull-ups, right? Absolutely. You're doing it, the same job and it kind of, angers me because my husband does a very physical job well not anymore now he's more like upper management but starting out he did very physically demanding work and his female counterparts a lot of them could not perform some of the duties that they had to perform every day like they needed help because they were just not physically big or strong enough wow yeah Wow, wow, wow. I weep. I weep for the future. Okay, so you decide not to go uh, career Air Force. You meet your husband. You, you get married. You yeah, have we- kids. And now, you, so, so now, what's, as we, as we come to the, the home turn here, uh, what's, the, what's the secret? What's the balance? How do, you, how do you find the balance? How do you maintain happiness? And like you're watching, you're watching the politics, you're not losing your mind. Uh, you, you still want to have uh, some kind of life, I'm sure, out, outside of uh, being a mom. I'm sure being a mom is job one. You've got a ton of things going on. You got guys like me saying, why don't you write more for the website? <laughs> how do you find the balance? Well, I love writing. Like, I unfortunately I did a lot of schooling and stuff to um, get my real estate license recently and I'm signing on with a broker. I'm doing all these things. Uh, What has made it a little bit easier as of uh, recently is that all three of my children are in full day school now. Oh, you're there. Yeah, finally. You're there. You've got, you've got, you've got afternoons. Yes. So, um, during the day, I mean, I get up with them and I take them to school and all that. But then, you know, I'm going to do the whole real estate thing um, while they're at school. Hopefully, get in some writing, you know, especially during the week because I mean, weekends are going to be more my thing. Uh, working, I believe. So Mon- Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays are going to be a little bit slower. Let's let's talk about the nicknames you've given to your children. <laughs> okay, so Heathen One is my oldest. Heathen One. Heathen 2 is my middle one. They stick together. Um, And then I have Bringer of Doom, who is the youngest and uh, most diabolical. (laughs) What did Bringer of Doom do to get that moniker? Uh, I'd say it started when she was about not quite a year and a half old. And I'm in the shower. I ask her oldest sister just to keep an eye on her. Um, They were right down the hallway watching TV. So I'm taking a shower, and all of a sudden I see Bringer of Doom coming in, and she's piling toys in front of the shower door. And I thought it was cute. I was like, oh, she's bringing me her toys. She's sharing. What a sweet little bundle of joy. <laughs> then she starts bringing in her dad's boots and all this other junk. I'm like, huh, well, eventually it's going to be hard to open this door. So I turn off the shower. I'm done. I'm trying to get out. 
and somehow she has lodged one of my husband's older sets of boots under the door, uh, the shower door, and it's caught in between the treads. So I cannot open this door. And it's a very tiny shower. And at first, you know, I'm claustrophobic, by the way. Nice. It's, yeah. So I panic a little bit, but I'm like, you know what? I can figure this out. And I'm trying to stick my finger in the one little crack that I have, you know, trying to get this, trying to slide the door off or move the, the, uh, the tread somehow to get out. Well, then I start panicking because I can't. It's just not budging. And I'm, I'm calling for her, bring her of doom, and that, uh, only I'm calling her by her real name. I'm like, yeah. get this stuff out of the way. And then I start yelling for my oldest, who apparently can't hear me because the TV's loud. And then I start thinking to myself, oh my God, I'm going to be trapped in here forever. It's going to get cold. Uh, I'm, I'm running out of hot water. Uh, how am I going to do this? And then I look up and I'm like, you know what? I bet I could just climb over the, uh, climb over the door. Oh God. And then I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm wet. I don't have a towel. Um, if, if I, tri- if something goes wrong here, I'm going to accidentally fall straddling that metal bar at the top and cut myself in half. And it's just going to be a bloodbath. And then I'm going to be screaming and I'm just panicking. I'm still screaming. And finally, like I'm, I'm still panicking. I'm jamming everything I can through that one little crack and somehow it gives and I get out of there and I just fly out of there like a newborn baby. <laughs> and I'm sitting on the floor like, oh my God, I'm finally out. Thank God I'm free. And I look over to my left and Bringer of Doom is standing there watching, just standing there. Wow. She had listened to my cries for help the entire time. And That's did diabolical. Nothing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's Bringer of Doom or Little Damien. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Either way, I I think it's fantastic. Uh, I thanks for serving your country. Uh, thanks for contributing to the Loftus Party when you can. Thanks for being a great mom. Thanks for being an all around great person. Keep it up on Twitter. And you guys, uh, when you're looking for a house, when you're looking for a place to live in Tucson, who should they get a hold of? Me. <laughs> That's right. Just shoot me a message. Shoot Tar Heel Crystal a message. Crystal, you're my favorite person with a stripper name. Uh, <laughs> so, thank get, you. well, thank you for your time. You guys get it. Go get a house uh, from from Crystal uh, Schoenfeld. Schoenfeld. However you want to spell it, like it sounds. You guys, Crystal, thank you so much. You go have enjoy the rest of your day. You've earned it. You too, and thanks for the opportunity. That was fantastic. Uh, I, I like that girl. She's okay in my book, uh, and I, I want to have I want to have other uh, contributors on. I want to have uh, Paul on. I want to have Lisa on. We gotta we gotta promote 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 because uh, sadly we are being dialed back. We are yes. being dialed back uh, across Especially the board. Especially on the Facebook. The fa- the Facebook is amazing, mm-hmm. and I, do, I don't want to go off on a tant because uh, on a tant on a rant or a tear <laughs> a tant. I made up a new word. It's a tear and a rant. It's a tant. I'm going off. On Sounds a, a little dirty. It does. It's it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's taint adjacent. Uh, here's the uh, here's the thing though. It's crazy. Uh, YouTube. I know we're getting dialed back. Facebook. You can you can look at the algorithms and and the total reach. Mm-hmm. So. I'm not. I'm just gonna keep going. People and when from from if you look on the outside and you and you look in, you're like, wow, that. I mean, you can just see it. You can see where the videos would reach tens of thousands of people, and now it's like for oh my goodness, a thousand people. Same so, promotion dollars, same everything, and yeah, now it's like, oh, it might reach two thousand. So, oh, it's it's insane. Yeah, it's I know. insane. Share, so, share, share, want, guys, on, please. Oh, say what? Share, share, share. Yeah, I'm not kidding. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. Share, share, share. Now more than ever. Yep. I hate doing it, but like, go to iTunes, leave a review, click on some stars. It's it's literally never been more important. Share the videos that are on Facebook. Like and subscribe to the YouTube channel across the board. Okay, so I don't want to forget to do this because I thought it was so funny. Uh, Mike Huckabee compared uh, John Brennan 
to uh, Walter Brennan. I was t- talking about this with uh, with Crystal during the interview. Uh, and Walter Brennan was just old. He was in all the old cowboy movies. My dad did the best Walter Brennan. I, that's how I knew who Walter Brennan was because my dad did an impression of him. Uh, he was in Treasure of the Sierra Madre. A ton of, uh, or, or No, he wasn't in Treasure of the Sierra Madre. I take that back. But anyway... I wanted to read a couple of uh, John Brennan tweets in in the voice, in the style of Walter Brennan. Old-timey cowboy. So, okay. I take no delight in seeing the steady collapse of a U.S. presidency, but I do take strong comfort in knowing that the rule of law and our great government institutions are prevailing. Things ultimately will get better. We need to heal as a nation. Me. <laughs> That from a guy who wrote, who voted for a communist. Oh, it's it's and who and who lies uh, to Virtue the Congress and lies to the Senate. Yeah. yeah. Here's another one. I just want to I just want to do one more because it makes me laugh. Uh, what responsible and right thinking adult can point to real Donald Trump as a role model for our youth? Whenever he spews lies, insults, and polarizing hate speech against fellow Americans, think of its harmful impact on our young people and the way they talk, act, and treat others. Me. Do you know how <laughs> teenagers treat each other? Oh, he, it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. He, Teen he's a girls liar. are, like, I think Trump could be taken down by a 13-year-old girl. They're some of the meanest people on earth. They're vicious. <laughs> exactly. Okay. As I um, said, I didn't even like my own kids between the ages of 13 and 15. I, I haven't even seen uh, Mean Girls, but I, yeah. I, I hear, I, I know the girls can be vicious. I know the, the insults can be vicious and all that other, and all that other stuff. Okay, so we're, we're flying through uh, like pop culture type stuff. I want to give a, a special recognition to uh, Neil Simon, mm-hmm. who passed away. Uh, and of course, in t- as as a uh, as a as a comedian, his timing is like he's always like second fiddle, <laughs> like Neil Simon. He was a writer on your show of shows. He wasn't the loudest guy in the room. He was very quiet. Other people would repitch what he pitched and get a big laugh. And Neil Simon was always like the second fiddle. So I find it his death is not funny. However, it is kind of. You know, you get John McCain dies and the world stops, and then you have like the greatest American playwright, arguably, dies a little bit later, doesn't get a lot of the spotlight. But uh, Neil Simon was fantastic, and mm-hmm. and we definitely will miss. He wrote, in in uh, my opinion, one of the best jokes ever for his uh, play, The Odd Couple. Walter Matthau comes in, he's had enough, and he, he, he goes to, uh, uh, to uh, Felix Unger and confronts him, and he's like, and enough with the notes, enough, we're out of, of cornflakes, F.U. It took me three, three hours to figure out F.U. stood for Felix Unger. It's, <laughs> it's one of my favorite jokes in a play ever. Stop with the notes. We're out of cornflakes. F you. It took me three hours. To... That's just hilarious. And then here's a here's a fun to know fact uh, about about Neil Simon. His brother was also a writer. I think is still alive. I, I could be wrong. I'm sorry if I'm wrong. Uh, his his brother was also a, a writer and, and wrote on a lot of great American sitcoms. Now what happened? Uh, Neil Simon's brother uh, was getting a divorce. Uh, separated from his wife, got divorced, and had to uh, get a roommate for the first time in a, in a long time. And mm-hmm. his roommate uh, was an absolute slob, and he started writing a play about having to live with an absolute slob while going through a divorce. He worked on it and worked on it and worked on it, and he couldn't figure it out. He couldn't figure it out. So every few months, uh, Neil would call his brother and go, hey, what's going on with that play that you've got? about the roommates uh, and his brother's like, ah, I can't figure it out. Can't figure it out. Don't have the third act. Can't figure it out. And this went on for the longest time until finally, uh, Neil's brother said, you know what? You just take it. Just take it. I can't figure it out. You can boom. A few months later, <laughs> Neil Simon comes out with the odd couple and just a huge, huge hit. Yep. That, ha- that, that has to be some, that had to be some awkward, uh, holidays in that family. <laughs> 
Well, maybe he shared in like some of the success with his brother because his brother gave him the idea. I hope so. I hope so. But it's like it's it's a it's a great American piece of literature. It's a great piece of comedy, uh, and it's timeless. And mm-hmm. it, it's funny. It's funny to see other people replay these themes. Uh, two and a half men. I would mm-hmm. argue two and a half men is just the odd couple redone. Even Fraser. Uh, yeah, yeah. In I a mean, weird nobody way, was. Well, dad was. Dad wasn't a slob, but he was pretty blue collar, living with an intellectual. So it's just a different sort of tension. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess this. I guess this is going to be our in memoriam segment uh, because choreographer Lindsey Kemp died recently. Lindsey Kemp. Uh, who I didn't even know this person existed, but he was a choreographer and he was an artist and he worked a lot with David Bowie and Kate Bush hmm. back in the day. And uh, you owe it to yourself. If you like music, uh, Kate Bush, I can't believe she's not more popular in the States. Absolutely brilliant, 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 brilliant. Uh, and was back in the 80s, just insane levels, insane levels of brilliance that... Like Tori Amos is a Kate Bush wannabe. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of American female vocalists who wish they were Kate Bush. But go out and pick up some Kate Bush records, and uh, and we lost we lost Lindsey Kemp. We didn't lose him. We know where he is. Okay. Pick, pick up records. You mean download it on iTunes? Download it on iTunes, we don't or pick, pick up, up the records, records anymore. <laughs> they people do. They're actually quite popular. Yeah, I know. Like as collectors' items, though. Mm-hmm. I did. I love I to did. listen to them. I love that needle pop. I love that little, that little. No. It's wonderful. The better half used to have a jukebox that ran actual forty five. So I used to have to go hunting certain forty fives on the interwebs yeah. to be able to purchase them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my gosh, that this is just comedic as 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 we roll on here because I I want to get to some uh, some some sex stuff. Uh, somebody on Twitter, Patriot for America, or, or I forget their actual name. They had some tweet and they showed a picture. They they brought a uh, they bought a brand new uh, white Jeep Cherokee. The mm-hmm. guy's like, I just bought a new Jeep. I named it Elizabeth Warren because it's all white, but it says Cherokee. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was oh, hilarious. That's good. It is. It's very. He good. might have okay. bought the white one just to be able to make that joke on Twitter. He should have. He should have. Okay. So I follow the New York Post. The New York Post. They have like a whole like uh, sex thing now. They've got. Uh, they had an article two days ago. Have lots of sex. Live a whole lot young uh, longer. Okay. I'm in. There's there's another reason. There's another reason. And then it says regular sex and six other ways you can r- cut your risk of getting Alzheimer's. So, ladies, ladies, be a little bit more generous, shall you? <laughs> Just we, I don't want Alzheimer's, and I want to live longer. So, We're trying uh, to close the life expectancy gap. Well, because women live longer than men. That's right, because you withhold. Maybe that's true. You withhold. They have. They had another article. I didn't even read it. Uh, that said, your vagina may be depressed. <laughs> I don't even That's... know how one would know. I, I thought it was so funny. You haven't been on Twitter. <laughs> the headline for the New York Post: Your vagina may be depressed. And then I wrote, "My dick's afraid of the dark." We all got problems. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! That's so funny. I thought that was, and I don't get any love. Okay, so you just you just sent me a text. I did. Uh, this is this is from the Mirror, uh, in in the UK. Lacy bras for men are now a thing, and you can also buy matching knickers. Of course, they still call them knickers. So I'm clicking, I'm clicking, and I'm looking. And this this can't be a thing. This can't be for real. You know, uh, if a guy does this, he deserves the sex he gets. That's all I'm what? gonna say. Now, I don't even know why a guy would, okay. they, they legit have, they show a guy wearing like a little, like, lacy bra and, and, and lacy Thong panties. panties, yeah. I will this- say this, I will say this. I saw a picture of Steven Tyler on the beach today that broke my heart. Oh, right? yeah. Um, he could use a bra because he actually has moobs. If you don't have moobs, there is no reason for support. Well, this is, this is, doesn't look like it's for support. This looks no. like it's, 
I'll, I'll post. It is. Could, can you listen? Can you can you put this on uh, a, a link to this on on the Facebook I can. and on Twitter? P- people have to to. This is yeah. This is this is not about function. This is about look. This, this is, is about for, the feminization of men. It it really is. All I want you to wear is a nice little pair of boxer briefs. I did a joke. I did a joke in uh, my my Comedy Central special. You've changed, which I guess has been dialed back. What? I I'm I'm I didn't want to overreact, but I had a fan reach out to me saying that they had me on. uh, They used to hear me all the time on Spotify, and they would you know on they would listen on YouTube and stuff. So I got to look into that. But but one of the jokes that I did is I was uh, complaining about how uh, my wife wouldn't wear the sexy underwear anymore, you know. And and, and in the in the bit, I'm like, uh, you know, just uh, wear a thong, wear a thong. She's like, my butt doesn't look good in a thong, and I'm like, I'll be the judge of that, ladies. Uh, trust me, you all look good in a thong. If your butt crack goes straight up and down, we're into it. I don't care if you're 350 pounds with a peg leg, we will doink you pirate style. Ha 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 ha. And then. Uh, She's like, uh, my wife says, oh, if you like a thong so much, so much, why don't you wear one, huh? I'll doink you like a bunny when you wear one. And then I'm like, shping. I pretend like I'm putting them on. I'm a freak, not a hypocrite. What are we going to do? <laughs> so that's like, there's a lot of people who they say that's like one of their favorite lines. I'm a freak, not a hypocrite. So like, I'm not, I'm not above like <laughs> playing dress up if it's going to lead somewhere. Right. But like if, if you're like out legitimately, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to uh, buy one of these uh, lacy bras and wear it around. Like, I don't know. I, I literally, I don't know who this is for other than, like, if you want to, if, ladies, if you want your man to dress up like a woman, just freaking go to Victoria's Secret. I don't think, and it's like, and there's something, here's the other thing. It's like in the, in the article, this, this lingerie, it's kind of like, it's, it's mannish in a way. Like I don't see it doesn't it doesn't work on either side of the equation. Like if 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 you're a woman and you're ooh the idea of my husband wearing women's underwear that really turns me on. Then for the love of God, go get women's underwear. But like I can't see any woman like mm, you know it would, would turn me on if, if my husband was wearing uh, underwear that kind of looked like it was designed for him, but kind of made for a woman and kind of like an in between something like genderless. For, all of, I don't like that. All that disturbs of the me. The bras look like the training bras that little girls get when they're they don't really need them. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> that's, that's what and that's it, it goes to a really icky place. It does. Like seriously, like um, and I want to be. I think I have been abundantly clear. If get freaky in the bedroom, get your get your freak on. Do whatever you want to do, but like, don't make it icky. <laughs> like, just be be straight up. If you're like, I want you to wear leather, then then get leather. But but don't be like, I want you to wear something that looks kind of like it was. No, then it gets. My I don't girlfriend think- loves me and the matching panty. No, that's one of the quotes. Ah ha ha. Well. It's uh, I guess um. Oh, who's the who's the soccer player that's married to the Spice Girl? David Beckham. David Beckham. Mm-hmm. I guess I guess she gets off on him wearing her underwear, and every once in a while he'll do it for her. <laughs> and I'm like, that's a smart dude right there. <laughs> if there if there was a tri- if if there was a trick like that, yeah, where I knew if I do this one thing, it's gonna get crazy in the bedroom. I would totally do it. If my wife was like. Like, ooh, you in an Afro wig. Ooh, if you had an Afro wig, baby, I would be, I would be at the wig store right now. I don't even know how to pronounce the name of this particular line. Oh. Hom mystery. The material I, I feels think... so soft and sensuous to the touch and feels so comfortable you could sleep in it all night if it wasn't so sexy. And that's by a woman named Tiffany. Tiffany, if you think that's sexy, I have big concerns for you i would bet a hundred dollars that tiffany works for the company or someone directly related to her does it I, is one would have to think so because i'm just looking at this and going this is it all looks like you put barbie's clothes on a ken doll <laughs> yeah there's not a lot of, i don't whatever I don't know how else to say it but you know what? I swear to God, there could be someone, and I guarantee there is, there's someone out there in the universe right now who's like, yes, 
And that's Finally. fine. That's fine. <laughs> you do it's, you. Just it, don't it, expect me to take out the pom-poms. I will never. Exactly. That's great. You do you. Just don't expect uh, the Gimlet to take out the pom-poms. You guys, it was a huge show. There was a lot. Uh, and we'll say it again. Thanks for supporting everything across all the platforms as they continually dial back on free speech, which they are. Make an There's, account on the loftusparty.com. Yeah. We're never going like, to dial back your speech. We'll just tell if you're being a jerk. For real. <laughs> for real. I know. It's going to be great. It's great. You guys have a great week. Um, and and uh, keep a good thought. Keep a good thought uh, for everyone associated with the show and, uh, and, and all things uh, powerful forces are at work. I'll see you guys next week. Bye.